Hi, Keith here with Rebel Civics. The Rebel Civics show on the Unsafe Space Network is an education and discussion show on the principles of government, society, and individual rights. For today, I want to do an episode about the new Juneteenth National Independence Day federal holiday. Now, I found out about this on June 19th uh, of 2022 when I woke up and I my computer told me that the day was a holiday. And I wondered, what the hell is this? I hadn't heard of it before, or if I did, I didn't remember. So I didn't do the show on June 19th, hence the uh, lateness of this episode. It took me about a month of research to figure out what this thing was and do some history. So I looked into the history, I looked into some fact checks, did some fact checking, and I'm going to talk about what I found in my history search and what my view on this holiday is. I'm recording this on July 10th. That's my clever name for today. The date, June 19th, 1865, the new national holiday is named after, is when General Granger of the U.S. Army arrived in Galveston, Texas to take control. It marks the completion of the U.S. invasion, conquer, and military takeover of the Republic of Texas. That's the that's uh, an official date where you could look at that that's the end of the state government. Uh, that was established by the people. It was thrown out and a uh, the foreign invader took control. It's two months after the official end of the war for Southern independence when the, the CSA, Confederate States of America, when they surrendered to the invading North Country. Um, Juneteenth is a day to recognize and understand that 1865 marks the end of these United States as a voluntary union of sovereign states. Uh, prior to that, it was a voluntary union. After that, uh, it was it was not a union. It was uh, established by force. Can look at it as the end of the system of federalism in the U.S. It was established by the founders and described in the U.S. Constitution. It, it was the destruction of the legitimate base of government that was formally in place and described by Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence. You can say it's an establishment of the empire of the United States. I look at it as creation or or the major step towards creation of the all-powerful general government in Washington, D.C. that we have today, government that determines the extent of its own authority outside the uh, will of the people. So my intro summary, Juneteenth is a day to mourn the loss of self-governance in America. It's a day about destruction of the voluntary union of states from the Constitution, and its creation of the 330 million tax slaves that Washington, D.C. now claims it owns today. So my history research here, I'm going to go through some of the the dates behind this. So I started with September 22nd, 1862. Lincoln announced that if the southern states didn't rejoin the Union, he would make an announcement that all slaves in the CSA would be free as of January 1st of the next year, would have been 1863. They didn't rejoin, as we all know. On January 1st, 1863, Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, as he had threatened. Lincoln declared that all states were free in the CSA. Now, just point out that that's a country he had no authority in, so the, the it's an empty proclamation. doesn't mean anything legally. 
Uh, also, it specifically did not apply to all the slave states in the Union, in the United States, which was at the time Delaware, Maryland, West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Missouri. Um, West Virginia also had seceded from Virginia and became a slave state in the U.S. I note that uh, I'm not going to get into it here, but that is actually unconstitutional because a part of a state is not allowed to leave um, the state without agreement of the state legislature, and West Virginia did not have that. Uh, Lincoln was totally in favor of secession, and that is actually secession when parts of a state split up. Anyway, the Emancipation Proclamation was entirely a political move by Lincoln, as he said six months before, uh, nothing more. Uh, Lincoln, of course, did not care about freeing the slaves. He said repeatedly that if he could keep slavery legal forever, uh, he would keep it. Uh, or if he could remove it in some states and keep it in others, he would do that. Or if he could end it in all the states, he would do that. What he wanted was the economic advantages to the North of keeping all the slaves of all the states together in the Union. Uh, Lincoln didn't care about ending slavery, and the Emancipation Proclamation was not really about that. But I digress. I'm supposed to be on the history section. After uh, this, or during this time, was the War for Southern Independence. Uh, that's a name I used for the war. It wasn't a civil war, because a civil war is one faction of a, of a country trying to take control of the government. Uh, none of the states in the South, in the CSA, ever even talked about going into D.C. and taking control of the government, which is what a civil war would be. So civil war is the wrong name. I don't use it. I use war for Southern independence. Another name you hear occasionally is the war of Northern aggression. Uh, that's popular in the, in the parts of the South. Um, I use the war for Southern independence. It, that's really what it was. It was about independence, about self-governance. All right, the war ended. Uh, April 9th, 1865 is when General Lee surrendered to the U.S. June 2nd, 1865 was the surrender of another part of the army, the Western Confederate Army of the Trans-Mississippi. That was the further south and west areas that were uh, run, being run basically separately by that army. That was June 2nd, 1865. In June 19th, 1865, the U.S. General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas. He took charge of the 2,000 U.S. troops that had previously been landed on Galveston Island. You can look at this date as completion of the U.S. government's invasion, capture, and taking control of the Republic of Texas, because the Texas as a state was a member of the CSA. The federal government, the U.S. government's purpose on this military takeover was to nullify all laws passed by the Republic of Texas during the war. So the United States government made the claim that the state government of Texas was illegitimate, and they were going to nullify all the laws passed by the Republic of Texas. So they believed in nullification then, too. Uh, They're going to enforce Reconstruction, basically repairing Reconstruction, uh, supposedly repair, but um, far more than that the taking care of the damage caused by the invasion. And they're going to enforce freeing all slaves in Texas. Uh, it's about 250,000 at the time. At the end of the war, you know, around this June 19th, 1865, there were still two slave states. So June 19th, 1865 doesn't mark the end of slavery by a long shot. 
Uh, it marks the uh, end of Republic of Texas independence. Uh, the two slave states remaining were Kentucky and Delaware. Uh, they both stayed with the North during the conflict. Um, and, of course, as I said, Lincoln didn't care about that. Uh, this was not about slaves. Uh, the war didn't, didn't free the slaves. Um, then December 6th, 1865 is when the 13th Amendment was ratified. That's actually when slavery ended in the, uh, the last of the slave states. It was ended by the 13th Amendment. Got my pocket constitution with me for the Rebel Civic Show. I'm going to read Amendment 13. I have a little tab on it. I can find it. Amendment 13, Section 1. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment of a crime whereof the party shall be have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Section 2, Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one, a couple things in this I want to point out. Um, I want to reread this phrase, or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Uh, that's interesting for a couple reasons. For one, Texas, which is what uh, we're talking about here, uh, was not a state then. Texas was a conquered territory uh, being run by D.C., a uh, military force from D.C. It wasn't a state. You can't call it a state then. Um, so this any place subject to their jurisdiction covered all the southern states. Uh, also, they say their jurisdiction. If you read the words of the founders, and this is all the way up to 100 years after, they're still using the plural. They often say these United States. Uh, note in the Declaration of Independence, united is lowercase. There were 13 states. Um, in the 13th Amendment, they say their jurisdiction. When they talk about the jurisdiction of the United States, it's their jurisdiction, not the. It wasn't quite a one federal nation, all-powerful then. The next date, we're going to fast forward to 1980 in my history survey here. So between 1865 and 1980, uh, not all that much happened um, as far as this new holiday goes. Uh, some people were celebrating in Texas as a local holiday, but uh, it really was not a widely celebrated thing. In 1980, June 19th became an official state holiday in Texas. So that was a state matter. So it took another 100 years for anything to happen. Uh, between 1980 and 2000, three more states added Juneteenth as an official holiday. So by 2000, we now had four. 1996 was the first proposal in Congress to make a national holiday about June 19th. It, it didn't pass. Um, there were several more proposals before it got through, but the first one was 1996. In 2000, nine more states added official state holiday. This was in the wake of George Floyd's death. So from 1865 until 2020, we had four states make it a state holiday. We had over twice that many in 2020. So it increased by a factor of three in 2020 because of George Floyd. So I'll pose a question to you. Is is Juneteenth holiday about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, or is it about freeing slavery? Uh, if it was about freeing slavery, this history line, the timeline makes no sense. Uh, then the next year, 2021, the national holiday starts. That happened on June 17th, 2021. 
President Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act. Notice how they have the word national in there because uh, the holiday is about the end of states. So it's a nation as if we're all one one nation. Um, It added an 11th paid holiday for federal employees. So tax slaves, you get to pay the Fed federal employees another day off. Before that, there was only 10. Uh, The previous national holiday was added in 1963 for Martin Luther King. That's when they got up to 10. And then one more year, 2022, we now have 24 states officially celebrating Juneteenth this year. Um, So about half the states are celebrating it, um, and it's a national holiday. Uh, It's not Florida. So I live in Florida. I'm glad to see Florida doesn't celebrate it since Florida is not a voluntary member of the Union. Uh, Florida was conquered and pulled into the Union in about 1865. Okay, enough history. Part two of this, I'm going to talk about what this new holiday really means and what bothers me about it. So the first thing is the Republic of Texas left the Union and it joined the Confederate States of America. The order that that has to happen, legally, constitutionally even, the state has to decide to leave and then after it's left, it can join the Union. So the the Confederate States of America was not established by a whole group of states leaving together into a union. Uh, Each state independently decided to leave the United States. It's a national divorce is a good word for that. And once they were an independent sovereign country with no relation, no political relations with the United States, then they were free to join a new union and they joined the Confederate States of America, uh, CSA. It's a day the... um, so, so that the the June nineteenth holiday um, is the day in eighteen sixty five that the Texas government and the Texas people lost control of their state. Uh, it you could look at it as the day that Texas was no longer a voluntary member of a limited power federal federated union. Uh, the day Texas lost its sovereignty as a state. Um, a second thing that bothers me about this whole holiday is that it, it's based on the argument that, that force settles ethical questions. So Juneteenth is entirely about the use of force. Uh, might makes right doesn't prove anything morally. Anyone making the claiming that, that the leaving the Union uh, was settled by the, by the war, you're arguing that overwhelming force answers a moral question. Uh, it's 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 arguing that uh, force overruled the Declaration of Independence and that force overrules both the U.S. and Texas Constitution. So I, di- I disagree with the holiday for that reason because I don't believe that force settles an ethical question. My third reason I'm bothered by this is that it was made a national holiday after St. George Floyd's death and the racist BLM aftermath of that. Um, The holiday is not about liberty, not about independence, not about freedom. It's not really about slavery ending. Uh, It's about the whole George Floyd Black Lives Matter. That's really what kicked this off. Looking at the timeline, that looks clear to me. Uh, Even though I know people celebrate it as the end of slavery, and ending slavery is great. I'm not objecting to that just want to make it clear that that's not what June 19th was about. That's not what the war was about. 
and it's really not what caused the holiday. Uh, we could call this St. George Floyd Day. That would be a better, from looking at the timeline, I think that would be a better name. Number four, the holiday is celebrated by many people as quote-unquote Black Independence Day. Um, that's racist by its own definition. Like, black people don't need a separate Independence Day. There's no such thing. Um, they're making a racist claim by even naming it that. So inherently, it's a racist holiday. It's as if there was no free black people in 1865 in the North and South. It's as if there was no slaves left in the U.S. in the northern states after the CSA surrendered in defeat. Uh, of course, there were slaves. There was lots of them. There were slave states left. There were slaves in Washington, D.C. It's as if there was no black slave owners. Uh, it's as if there was no white slaves. It's as if black people need a separate Independence Day. I want to talk about Crispus Attucks. It's as if Crispus Attucks didn't exist. He's the first person killed in the American War for Independence. Uh, Boston Massacre, 1770. That's considered the first shots fired in the War for American Independence. And again, I'm using uh, a different name for that war rather than the Revolutionary War because it wasn't really a revolution, uh, nor was it a civil war. The colonists didn't go to England and try to take over the government from the king. Uh, so I call it the War for American Independence. I think that's a that's a better name. The the date is racist by Im implicitly Im assuming that there were no blacks fighting in the American War for Independence or in the War for Southern Independence on the side of the CSA. There were lots of blacks fought fought in that. A lot of people at the time believed that. Um, at the time of the War for Independence, that seceding from England was necessary to, to end slavery. Um, so this is a racist holiday. My conclusion, all my humble opinion, of course, it's a racist holiday. The intent is to divide groups. Um, again, not to say that some people don't celebrate this to celebrate slavery ending, but um, that isn't really what this would cause this. Uh, it's not what Juneteenth recognizes because Juneteenth is based on a different thing. It's almost as if it's a claim that Independence Day holiday is only for white people. So we celebrate Independence Day on July 4th. That's about the Declaration of Independence and the principles that established America. That is not a white Independence Day holiday. That's Independence Day. Number five reasons why this bothers me. It's destruction of the federalism arrangement of these United States, plural, these United States, sovereign states. It's destruction of the U.S. Constitution, many parts of it. Uh, Lincoln violated either almost all or all of the Bill of Rights during his presidency. Um, I'll save that for another episode. That would be a fun one. Just go through all 10 amendments in the Bill of Rights and show how Lincoln violated them. Uh, off the top of my head, I could probably do seven or eight. Uh, there's a couple I have to think about. Um, I'm going to read the most important amendment that Lincoln violated. It's Amendment 10. Uh, many of the founders considered Amendment 10 the most important one. Again, out of my pocket constitution, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. 
there's nothing in the Constitution that says a state cannot leave the Union, therefore a state can legally. That's how the Constitution works. The U.S. Constitution is a list of, short list of specific powers that are delegated to the general government in Washington, D.C., and a very short list of powers that states are not allowed to have as members of the Union. There's no prohibition for a state leaving the Union, and there's nothing in the Constitution that gives the United States general government a power to prevent a state from leaving. Therefore, it's legal for a state to leave the Union. All the states that left the Union were operating legally, and the Tenth Amendment is a reminder of why that's true. I'll read it again because it's it's can be considered one of the most important amendments, maybe the most important in the Bill of Rights. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. That's a very important amendment, and a lot of people have this one upside down now. They think that the United States is one nation and that the general government controls the states. So always keep in mind that the general government in Washington, D.C. was created by the states. Certain limited powers were delegated to the United States general government by the states. Delegation is a temporary assignment of power from a higher authority to a lower authority. In a Burger King, the manager delegates the hamburger flipping job to an employee. That employee does not get to decide what his, prob- what his job is, and that delegation can be removed at any time. It works the same for federalism in the United States. That's why the Tenth Amendment is so important. Second part of this, my number five pet peeve on this holiday, is that Juneteenth represents the destruction of the principles of the Declaration of Independence. So I want to close my reading from this with some of the Declaration, the uh, the parts that apply to this. Okay, from the Declaration of Independence. Where this is the part where they're talking about why governments are formed. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. That when any any form that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem, shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Again, whenever any form of government becomes destructive. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. That's what the southern states did. Continuing. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Repeating this. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government. That's what the southern states did. They threw off such government. Uh, Lincoln was adamantly opposed to the Declaration of Independence and everything that Thomas Jefferson wrote in here. Uh, This is the whole point of the war, was to say that this principle does not exist. The people do not have the right to determine their own form of government. Uh, 
I'm going to read one more section from the Declaration of Independence and then close this out. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, I don't know if you can see that, but United is lowercase in here, because this was 13 separate sovereign states simultaneously declaring their independence from England. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, and that and they that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to do. I'm going to point out one thing again. It says all political connection between them, right, the 13 states, that's plural because there's 13 of them doing this, all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain. See, at the time, Virginia was a state, Massachusetts was a state, Great Britain was a state. That's what the word state means. There are 13 independent states. The Treaty of Paris that ended the uh, War for American Revolution is 13 separate treaties. England has a treaty with each of the 13 states because they're 13 independent sovereign states. Uh, that's what the treaty was about. So, Juneteenth makes me want to say, okay, that's gone. That's what the war was about. Um, so, I'm not celebrating Juneteenth for several reasons. Uh, number one, I'm not a racist. I don't want to celebrate a divisive holiday created to divide people in groups by their skin color. Uh, the war for Southern independence was not about slavery. It was an economics war and Again, I've harped on it too much, but the Emancipation Proclamation didn't end slavery. It did nothing to end slavery. Uh, June 19th is the day Texas lost its sovereignty to an invading foreign country. I'm not celebrating that. It's the day Texas was captured and annexed and militarily military control taken over the state. It's the day the Texas elective representative government was overthrown by the invaders and tossed out of office. It's a day Texas became an occupied territory run by a foreign military, no longer a state. So in 1865, Texas was not a voluntary member of a limited union of states, as described in the Constitution. Texas was an area that was annexed by force. On June 19th in future years, now that I know what this thing is about, I plan to remember what actually happened in 1865. I'm going to mourn the trashing of the Constitution that happened on Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865. I'm going to mourn the destruction of the voluntary union of sovereign states the founders had created and left to us. I'm going to fondly recall what the United States was created by and what it was once about. The right of the people to throw off a bad government and the right of the people to determine and create their own form of government. So on this July 10th, I bid you adieu, and next Juneteenth, I'll probably do another episode and go through this again. So...
Farewell. Long live the Republic of Texas. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production is known by the state of California to cause unregulated ideation that may be harmful to bureaucrats. Association with the following individuals, or tacos is strictly prohibited apropos of nothing i was just wondering how would you feel about another pandemic your president is in full control of his mental faculties if you think about it no one should be allowed to express opinions but don't think about it i mean That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.